Welcome back to the program. It's long been said that if you really want to get to know someone, travel with them. The corollary of that is if you really want to get to know members of your own family, go on vacation with them. The crucible of that experience brings out both the best and the worst of who they are. That's the pressure cooker that the Post family is put into in Emma Straub's new novel, The Vacationers. Emma Straub's fiction and nonfiction has been published in Vogue, Tin House, and the New York Times. It is my pleasure to welcome her to the program today to talk about The Vacationers. Emma, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Talk a little bit about this idea that, and I think we all know it from personal experience to some extent, that when you go on vacation with the whole family, as it were, the possibilities for what that pressure cooker might bring are pretty difficult. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I think each of us, um, when we when we plan a trip, um, we sort of imagine that when we travel, we'll be away from all of our problems and away from our real lives. Um, but of course, that's not true. And whenever you go anywhere, you bring all of your baggage, physical and emotional and metaphorical with you. Um, and that is certainly what happens <laughs> to the characters in my book, where they they sort of originally thought that they'd be um, footloose and fancy free, but um, instead they've got they've brought all their troubles along to the island of Majorca with them. And it's interesting that in many ways it's counterintuitive because you think exactly as you say that that all your troubles are going to go away. But in fact, without the reality of daily existence and work and routine and schedules, it's the troubles that actually bubble to the surface. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I completely agree. And I think that um, that took, takes my characters a bit by surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, each, each of my characters in the book has, has their own um, sort of set of problems. One couple is having, you know, marital problems after 35 years of marriage. Um, another couple is in the midst of trying to adopt a baby. Um, you know, one character is in debt and in a sort of dead-end romance. And, and the, the, the last character, who's uh, Sylvia, my, my, my favorite really, is 18, and she's just trying desperately to lose her virginity. So, you know, there, there are problems, large and small, um, and yeah, I think because because they're all trapped in this house together, in this beautiful place, um, you know, they're on the island of Majorca. It doesn't matter. It, it, <laughs> they could be anywhere, and they, they've trapped in this small space. Those things are all bubbling over. And of course, what it also shows that you can't really escape your problems. You just drag them wherever you are, even to Majorca. Absolutely, absolutely. They're, they are along for the ride, whether you have invited them or not. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this particular family, the Post family, that really is at the center of the story. Sure. Um, so I started writing about the Posts um, a number of years ago in about 2005. Um, I don't know, I just, I, I like them, and I, I kept sort of coming back to them, and I wrote, I was trying to write a novel about them, and I was really having trouble, and so I sort of kept leaving and doing other things. I wrote a story collection, and I wrote another novel called Laura Lamont's Life in Pictures, um, but I sort of couldn't get away from this family. Um, I think it was Franny, the matriarch, um, that initially sort of had me hooked, because I, I just I really liked this woman, 
And, and eventually I decided, okay, I need, I can do this. I just, I need to get them out of New York city. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, Franny and, and Jim, her husband has just lost his job and their two children are, are adults really. I mean, Sylvia's 18 and Bobby, her older brother is 28. And I just thought, you know what? I can do this. I can, I can tell this, the story that I want to tell about them. I just can't have it be at home in New York city. Um, so I took them on the road and, and once I decided to, to get them out and to have them sort of marooned in this way, the story came together very quickly for me. Why Mallorca? Well, I don't, I don't know if you watch tennis, um, but I find Rafa Nadal extremely dreamy. (laughs) (laughs) So that was one reason, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but I also, uh, Franny is a food writer and a travel writer. And so I, I knew, I knew that I wanted it to be on an island, um, but because of her professional background, I, I knew it had to be um, slightly more exotic to an American traveler than, say, an island in the Caribbean. Um, like, she, she wouldn't want to go to Puerto Rico because everybody's already been to Puerto Rico. So, so I needed to go a little bit further afield. Um, and Spain has great food, which is important to her and to this family. And... Um, and is physically really breathtaking. There are beautiful beaches. Um, it's a real sort of summer destination. Uh, and when I chose it, I hadn't been. Um, and so I wrote the whole draft, the whole first draft, with lots of notes to myself in the margins, like, find out good thing about Mallorca here. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and then eventually when I was done with that draft, my husband and I went and spent a couple of weeks um, in Mallorca doing research. And so, so I was able to then fill in all, all of the things that I'd left as question marks for myself. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful place. I, I highly recommend mm-hmm. a, a vacation in Mallorca. Tell us a little bit about your, your own experience spending time with this family because there's a sense sometimes that you want to get away from these people. You really mm-hmm. don't want to spend all this time with them. Yeah, I mean, I... You know, I, at this point, I've been writing about these characters for so long that they, they do feel like members of my own family and that um, sometimes you love them and sometimes you just need to throttle them. Mm. Um, and I, that, to me, felt, felt very um, familial, mm. <laughs> you know, in, in that there are people, you know, that you can't, you can choose your friends um, and you can choose your mate. Um, but you can't choose your family. You can't choose your parents. You can't choose your your brother or your sister. Um, and that that was sort of the feeling that I was trying to capture. That you know we all there there are these people in in our lives who we're we're stuck with, um, and sometimes that's great, and sometimes it's not. Um, and I think we we all try to sort of put on our best for those people. Um, you know, we all want to look good in front of our nearest and dearest, and, and it's not always possible, and that's, that's really what this book is about. And, of course, the posts are trying to deal with something that is very much out there these days, and that is this sense of their kids having, as you mentioned before, their kids having grown up and moved away and suddenly yeah. finding themselves as empty nesters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... 
I have a, an almost 11-month-old son, so the idea of being an empty nester is <laughs> very, very far removed. You're a long way um, away. From, from, from my own experience, just because, you know, I, my, my baby is so small that I, I mean, I can't imagine him doing anything without me. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, or I liked the idea of thinking about um, people at, at really different stages in their lives. So, so Sylvia, who is 18 in the book, she has just graduated graduated from high school, and she can't wait. She can't wait to get out of her parents' house. Um, but then again, you know, her mother um, feels really sad about it. Her mother is um, suddenly, um, you know, having to sort of mark this loss that, you know, I mean, her her daughter is is healthy and happy and good and going to a good school, and she's very proud of all of those facts. Um, but she also sees it as as the as an ending in her life, um, you know, the end of her life as a, a mother of a young of young children, and and what does that mean for her own age and her own sort of position in the universe? Um, you know, I think it's um, I think it's a tricky moment for for both of them and for everyone else in the family as well. And of course, it it results in, and and we see it taking place so often these days with with aging baby boomers, this kind of midlife or late life crisis that develops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that, um, you know, that that kind of moment does is happening later uh, nowadays. Uh, you know, both because people are taking very good care of them. So you know, the characters in this book, um, you know, are in excellent health and, um, still working and, and, uh, you know, nowhere near, they don't feel old enough, um, to have, to, to have arrived at this stage in their life where, where all of a sudden their kids are gone and they're alone again. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's complicated. Um, and it, 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 it coincides with a, with a, an un, unhappy moment in their marriage, um, which I think is also probably pretty common that um, in the same way that having children uh, changes a marriage, I think that suddenly having those children, um, you know, out of the house probably changes it again. Well, as you said, you're not there yet. You've got you've got a few years to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does, does it I'm make still, you... I'm still trying to work out this part. <laughs> yeah. Does it make you rethink the idea of family vacations? It does. It does. You know, even though I, I feel very lucky because I, um, I get along with my, my own family very, very well. And I, uh, quite enjoy traveling all together. Um, but yeah, now all of a sudden, now that I have a child, um, I do think about family vacations very differently. And, and I'm sure that, um, you know, my experiences as a parent, um, will inform my, my next book. I was pregnant as I was writing this, this one, as I was writing The Vacationers, and so I was thinking a lot about sort of the, um, the hope that comes with having a baby and the, you know, how, how you really do get so attached to ideas of, of what you want your life to be like and what you want your child to be like and how, of course, you can't, you can't control them <laughs> when right. they arrive. As you think about this, what do you want to write about next? Um, well, I think for me, I, this might not be true for for all fiction writers, but for me, what what is 
really a sort of fun game uh, is to sort of give myself a new challenge each time. So with my first novel, Laura Lamont's Life in Pictures, I told this very, very sprawling story about a one, one woman's life. And so the book covered more than 50 years. And I thought, okay, I've done that. So next time I want to give this really compressed time frame. So the vacationers all takes place over, over the course of two weeks. Um, all in one house, really. And so I think, I think uh, for my next book, I'm, I'm just planning it right now, it, it'll be something um, much more sort of, um, much more messy and <laughs> sprawling again with, um, with lots and lots of characters. And um, yeah, I don't know, there will be more people, more people <laughs> in the next one. <laughs> Emma Straub, her new novel is The Vacationers. Emma, I thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We'll take a break. I'll be right back. 